You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Thanks again to Craig Williams from Columbus, the head coach of Ernest Hausman, for joining us here. In our last segment, this segment of the Husker Online Show, brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill. There is no better place to watch all the March Madness action than Tanner's here in Lincoln on 30th and Yankee Hill. Was in there on Friday night after Girl State basketball. Place was buzzing. People were having a great time. Um, it is your premier South Lincoln sports bar. Brand new TVs, brand new furniture. It's a completely different looking bar than it was before. I urge you to get on into Tanner's and check it out there on 30th and Yankee Hill Road. Guys, I want to move on now to our, our spring previews again. And, you know, last week we talked quarterbacks. Today I'm going to do two segments. Want to hit on running backs. And then when we come back, we'll do defensive line um, and, and just the direction of that group. But, I want to start here. Let's let let's number one look at Marky Step and and what he's going to bring to the table. Um, I think when you look at all the storylines um, with this position group, there's no question to me. I think you start with Marky Step and what is he going to bring? I mean, this is a guy that virtually was a starter for USC. He split reps with three. Uh, t- there are three guys that took equal reps. I believe he had 13 or 14 carries in the Pac-12 title game. So he is a veteran. He's played a lot of good football. And he's more of a Big Ten running back. And I will be so interested to see just how he blends into this Scott Frost offense. Well, and especially just with the official departure of Dedrick Mills, uh, I mean, that was a huge void in this offense because after Dedrick Mills, there was so much uncertainty. Now, I think there's a lot of potential and a lot of talent in that group, but no one in, in no scholarship back in that room has done anything to make you feel good like this is the guy. So what Nebraska did, they went out and found someone who can be basically uh, slotted right into that number one spot and be the guy, the workhorse, the guy that they lean on to win Big Ten football games. And yes, he's from USC, but he's from Indianapolis. And he grew up playing uh, in cold weather. He's no stranger to any of that. And with the way that his frame is set up, he's a guy that can get those tough yards between the tackles. As we've seen time and again, that's how you win in this league. So assuming Marquis Step can be what everyone expects him to be, that is going to be such a huge boost to this offense and uh, you know provide some answers to some of the more glaring questions we had uh, once Dedrick Mills decided to move on. Now the next question after that is, who else can compliment him? Uh, who can be the number two, number three uh, to, to play off of him? But uh, Nebraska needs Marquis Step to be good and as advertised for this offense to be what it could potentially be in 21. Yeah, there's a lot of talent in that room, I think, but it's all unproven. And so Nebraska was faced with, you know, when they were losing Mills, okay, well, now what? Uh, who's going to be our guy? And so they decided to go out and, and get somebody who – who has been battle tested a little bit, and Marquis Step is is one of those guys. Um, you know, like you guys mentioned, he's played at a high level, uh, and and he is built like a Big Ten running back. He's six foot two thirty five, and and I think that's also notable as Nebraska. Um, you know, maybe looking to get back to more of a more of a physical ground game. Uh, you know, like we saw towards the end of the season uh, with the way that they used Mills. So. Uh, in step, I think it's somebody that's going to be able to to get in right there and and kind of be that guy. But you're right, Robin. It, to me, the bigger question is who who's who's going to step up after step. Is it going to be a, a Sevion Morrison or a Marvin Scott or um, 
Gabe Irvin. Know, Gabe Irvin, you know, the the newcomer that, that just signed with Nebraska. Um, you know, is, is Ronald Tompkins going to be uh, that guy? I mean, we saw a couple flashes from him, you know. Uh, Ramir Johnson, is he finally going to be somebody that, that is going to be uh, asked to do more than than just gonna you know spot roles here or there. So I mean, there's a lot of talent there, but yeah, like you said, it's it's all unproven except for Marquise Step. I, I think if he didn't emerge as the the go-to guy, it would be kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, when you look at just the body of work of Tompkins, Johnson, Scott, Morrison, as we know, didn't get a play last year, and Urban just got here. But I mean, it's there's really not much there. I mean, Ramir Johnson had the nice run against Iowa for the touchdown. I mean, that's clearly the best highlight of that group. Uh, Marvin Scott, you know, he had the little shovel pass from McCaffrey against Penn State um, that allowed them to get a field goal right before halftime. And that was probably his best play of the year. Ronald Tompkins had a couple of scamper runs where he got like four yards. (laughs) That's what we're looking at here. I mean, that's the body of work of this group. And, um there, there was a point where it looked like Tompkins had control of things, and there was a point where it looked like Scott had control of things. And then, you know, then Marvin Scott got a false positive COVID at Purdue, and then he didn't get a play, and they, they dressed him late in that game once um, they cleared him. And Ramir Johnson played at Iowa in, in that role. So, yeah, I, I just feel like we don't know much about this group. I mean, that, that's the hard thing. We know what their high school film looked like. Uh, but none of these guys, for whatever reason, developed a rhythm or had that just play. Where Like Maurice Washington. I mean, you, you just kind of knew right away, like, all right, this guy can play the position. I mean, and I feel like all the great ones we've seen at Nebraska, Rex Burkhead, Amir Abdullah, Roy Halu, down the line, you typically know right away if they can do it. They just have that, like, one-cut ability to make something out of nothing. And I, we didn't see that, in my opinion, from those three guys last year. No, not at all. And, you know, I guess a lot of that had to do with none of them could stay on the field consistently with, with injuries or whatever it was. It seemed like it was Diedrich Mills, and even he missed substantial time, uh, and then just kind of a revolving door of, of backups behind him. Uh, and I guess the one guy that we haven't seen at all is Sevian. Uh, and I think there's still a lot of excitement about just what he could be. He was one of the more highly touted pieces um, of the past class that you know I still think has a very bright future. But these guys need to be able to get enough practice reps and stay healthy and, and get some game experience to even have those opportunities to make those splash plays. And until that happens, they're just going to remain unknowns. And, you know, I guess you look at the production coming back right now, uh, as far as returning rushers go, the only guy that's uh, still on the team not named Adrian Martinez, uh, the second leading rusher, was Ramir Johnson, who played in four games, ran the ball 21 times for a net of 64 yards and one touchdown. That's a Nate Klaus. Woof. 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 So after that, uh, it's wide open. Yeah, (laughs) to say the least. um, I I think that uh, when you look at Sevian Morrison, to me – had he been able to stay healthy, he, he was, got COVID too. Yeah, he's always he's always been you know one of those guys in that class that I've been very very high on just because he could do so many different things. To to me, he's the wild card with all of this uh, because like like you said, Sean, we didn't see any of those guys that got carries last year like flash enough where you said okay, that's the guy. Yeah, he he's the guy or or you know he's going to be. You know, a mainstay in that in that uh, at that running back position for the next two, three, four years, or whatever. So, um, you know, to me, Savion Morrison is kind of that that 
wild card guy because he can do so many different things. And, and in high school, he was such a dynamic player. So um, hopefully he can stay healthy. I know a lot of people have, have been kind of frustrated with Ryan Held and have asked me, you know, how come he hasn't developed anybody in that room? How come they just don't have anybody that, that they can turn to? And uh, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily Ryan Held's fault. It just seems like every one of those guys has had a couple different things happen at, at, the, at the worst times that have all kind of contributed to where we're at right now. Well, and it comes down to this. If you get one or two yards on first down, they ain't getting it done. Yeah. And, and there are so many times where they tried these guys and it's second and nine. Well, guess what? You're not going to get the ball as another carry on second and nine. You've got to get four or five yards on that carry. And they just weren't doing that last year. And obviously Mills was hurt. And uh, I mean, that's been the other problem with the running back position the last two years. They've bet on horses that did not produce. Mm -hmm. They went with Maurice Washington heavy, and he kind of teased us with some of these wow runs. But then, as we know, it didn't work out with the guy. We, we're not going to get into all the reasons, but as we know, it just, it just wasn't going to work. And then Diedrich Mills got going last year late, had the great game against Wisconsin, ran it great against Iowa. Then he gets hurt last year. So all of their plans they had with the position the last two years have kind of just been blowing up. And then I feel like their plan Bs have just not worked very well. Oh, yeah, I mean, again, that's what it comes down to is these guys being on the field enough to live up to all this potential we talk about year in, year out with you know these big, highly touted recruits that you know have a bunch of offers that come to Nebraska and then just don't do anything. Until they actually hit on one of those game-changing running backs, which – you know, or a few years ago, it seemed like they just got one every single year and just had this crazy pipeline. Uh, until that happens, I mean, Nebraska's running game is going to be stuck in neutral because they need an elite level workhorse running back that can be a thousand yard guy, a no brainer thousand yard guy. Which is hopefully Marquis Step. Yes. And I think he clearly has the most potential to do that. But again, he's never even had a practice as a Nebraska Cornhusker yet. So we'll see. Yeah. If Marquis Step can be your Divino Zigbo. I think that changes the offense in such a drastic way. So I, I guarantee you the coaching staff, they're hoping that he can be uh, their version of uh, Divine of Zigbo. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, the, how they divvy out the reps and everything in the spring. But uh, you hope that, you know, somebody or a couple, two or three guys emerge in the spring uh, there at that position. All right, when we come back, guys, we are going to shift to defense. I want to talk defensive line. This is a group that returns every single player from a year ago. Um, they did lose Keem Green to the portal, but that was for playing time reasons. So it will be a, a loaded group on paper. We'll discuss the D-line next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. 